Well, today I want to pick up where I left off yesterday, and we're going to call this program Part 2 of Listen to God's Warning Signs. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Well, yesterday I began a program that is called Listen to God's Warning Signs, and I shared some news stories of recent days and weeks and and some analysis to give you an idea where things stand. We truly are living in a very precarious time, and I want to make sure you understand just how precarious this time is really becoming. But there's also some hope that I'm really feeling deep down inside. And I want to show both sides of this coin, the dangers that lie ahead. And I really believe this brief period of respite where God is going to pull the veil back and truth is going to be revealed on many topics. Now, you can you can be certain on one thing. There will be people that even when they see the absolute, unvarnished, totally truthful truth, they won't believe it. They will be preconditioned to believe the lie. And, and the reason is there are many people that have chosen in their life to believe the lie and reject the truth. And I've mentioned this numerous times on this program, and I want you to understand this more today than any other time I've ever said it. There are those that will willfully believe the lie, absolutely believe believe the lie, And God will grant them their wish, and they will have this, what the Bible calls, mass delusion. They'll believe the lie and reject the truth. Even to the most simple-minded, the truth will make sense. And there'll be those that will just reject it out of hand, because it doesn't fit their agenda. It doesn't fit what they're hoping for. And truth will become irrelevant. I've got a few news stories that I want to share with you today. And to give you an idea where we where we stand. A good listener to this program shared an article with me, and I'm going to kind of go through it and then add some others that I have found that that, that really back up exactly what is going on. And this article, and, and I believe it firmly. The globalist war on nations has entered its final stages, and many are going to fall like dominoes. There is a globalist war, and it's been going on for decades. And we need to completely understand how evil works. Evil always telegraphs, tells you what it's going to do in advance. It doesn't even have to to lie about what it wants to do. It'll do it publicly. Because those that choose to believe the lie will never see the truth anyway. And they'll fall into place. So we know that up front. Evil always reveals its hand. We have talked for almost a year and a half about the World Economic Forum. And it's not just a social club of government leaders trying to make the world a better place. There is an underlying agenda driving them. And as they feel safer and closer to this globalist idea of world domination, 
they're becoming even more so able to brag about their accomplishments. And I'll be sharing in just a couple of minutes some of that. So tensions are actually escalating around the world. And it's, it becomes more intense and more rapid with each passing week. If you go back to May 26, there was an article called Enter the Kill Phase of Their Plan for the Great Reset. Now, last week, we mentioned on this program, and you probably saw it as a news story, the Georgia Guidestones. And, and somebody in the middle of the night decided to destroy them. Now, I don't condone destruction of anything that's not yours. However, my feelings are not hurt that they're gone. See, one of the, one of the premises that this, the Guidestones are the Ten Commandments to save the earth, so to speak, written in all kind of languages. And it works kind of like Stonehenge, and it shows seasons and everything else. It says as one of the tenets that the population of this world must be reduced to no more than 500 million people worldwide. Let me say that again. 500 million people worldwide. Currently, the United States alone has 330 million people. China is a billion. And so, obviously, we are well over that number. I think it's, what, 6, 7 billion right now around the world? That means if you get 13 people together, 12 of them must die, and only one can remain to meet that goal of 500 million people to sustain. And that's always the word the globalists will use. We need to save the planet. We need to be sustainable. You'll hear that word out of every one of their mouths. Every time they talk about the Great Reset, every time they talk about climate change, every time they talk about green energy, it is always the word sustainable. And the big lie is it's not sustainable with what they're trying to do. We're more sustainable the way things were three years ago than we are now today. And people don't seem to understand that. The word sustainable is, you know, beaten over your head. It is put into the minds of children in schools. We have to be sustainable. We must be green. We must save the planet or we're going to kill the planet and we're all going to die. Well, I got news for you. The same people promoting this nonsense of green energy, green, sustainable, whatever, want you dead anyway. They think there's too many useless eaters in this world. People that don't produce anything. People that believe things that, well, those in power disagree with. Now, Some of this may be a little bit far-fetched, and I'm not saying that it's wrong or right, but, you know, God did create us. Let's be honest. God, we are creations of God. We are not some kind of transhumanist uh, product. We're created in God's image. Even at the Tower of Babel, according to this article, God divided us into nations, and Satan ever since the time that he's been released on this earth, has been trying to find ways to kill people, especially babies and children. We see that, 
you know, it, it is so amazing. The anger, the screaming, the looks in these women's eyes that are demanding abortion on demand. And, and they're so upset that the states now have the the power to make those choices if we're going to permit abortion in a state here in the United States or not. They believe it is a fundamental constitutional right to kill the unborn. In fact, they rather would have an an aborted child than a birth child. I mean, that's just the truth. And Satan would love to have a one-world government. Why? Because then he can create the one-world religion and, and have thorough rejection of Christianity. Much of what we're seeing today in the so-called pro-abortion or pro-choice movement, much of what we're seeing today among the climate change people that are just promoting you know, this Green New Deal, we are seeing nothing but the essence of ancient satanic religions just repackaged for the 21st century. And so this article made this this statement, which I have to agree with. Free-thinking human beings and independent sovereign nations are the two biggest enemies of the one-world system that Satan and his minions are trying to implement across the globe. If you're honest with yourself, things are beginning to move more quickly because the globalist predator class has triggered its final end game for total power and they're using all of these politicians across the world that they installed if you listen to yesterday's program i i pray I, I played this audio clip of klaus schwab and he in other audio clips that i've shared with you talks about all of the world leaders and government officials that they have trained at the World Economic Forum. They are graduates of their school, and it includes many, many important figures in the United States government. In Canada, you got Justin Trudeau himself. Who, by the way, I, I saw something that he said. I'm just going to take a little detour here, if you don't mind, for a moment. Justin Trudeau wants to be at the big boys' table he, he wants to be one of the elite rulers of the globe. And he's going to take his nation in that direction so he can arrive at that big table. And he doesn't care about the cost to you or his nation or anybody else or the globe. He doesn't care about your life, your family, your needs. He really doesn't. He doesn't. I'm going to say this and, and pardon my French. He doesn't give a damn. Hate to put it that way, but that's exactly what it is. He really doesn't. He's a reprobate-minded individual. He doesn't believe that people should really defend themselves. Yeah, he doesn't. In other words, if a criminal is trying to kill you and you happen to own a gun in Canada, even if it's a legal gun, you're not allowed to use it to defend yourself. Even if the other person has a knife or a machete or a gun, it's against the law. If you don't believe me, listen to what Justin himself said. And 
there are debates, and we have a, a, a culture where the difference is guns can be used for hunting or for sport shooting in Canada, and there are lots of gun owners, and they're mostly law-respecting and, and, and law-abiding, but you can't use a gun for self-protection in Canada. That's not a right that you have in the Constitution or anywhere else. If you try and buy a gun and say it's for self-protection, no, you don't get that. You get it for hunting. You can get it for sport shooting. Take it to the range. Uh, no problem, as long as you go through our rigorous background checks. But there's a difference around the culture. And one of the things that we're yeah. seeing with the debate in the States is you get more and more of the American-style you know, right-to-carry, self-defense arguments filtering up through, through the... Uh, you know, the, the usual more right-wing communications channels. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Justin, I forgot. Those right-wing communication channels that find their way up to Canada like this radio program. It must drive people in Canada, in the government, crazy to know that there are some radio programs like this one that can be heard by Canadians without use of the Internet, that they can use a radio to hear it. In Ontario province, some of the maritime provinces, you can hear the program on 5950 kilohertz. Even into the middle part of Canada. And in the western part of the country, we can now be heard at night on 9455 kilohertz. And at other times on 9395 kilohertz. So we can be heard in Canada. And so, yeah, some of this right-wing stuff is making it up to Canada that says you have a right to protect yourself and your family from those that would harm you or attempt to kill you. And see, in Canada, that's a you can't do that with a gun. It doesn't matter if you die, you just it's against the law to use a gun to defend yourself in Canada now. When did Canada become such a wimpy, ridiculously woke nation? It certainly wasn't that way 50 years ago. In the many times that I visited back 50 and maybe 45 years ago. But something has definitely changed in that time. What it is, it's the leaders in that country have been trained by people like Klaus Schwab to be globalist and to take the sovereignty of the nation of Canada and strip it away for a globalist agenda. After all, being a sovereign nation is something that the World Economic Forum says must be done away with. We must think globally on everything that we do. Not that China is going to care. Yes, the United States, we must, we must reduce our carbon footprint. But China's can increase as much as they want. And nobody's going to stop them. Why is it that the free Western nations are the ones that are being ordered to always take it on the chin? Like I say, free thinking, human beings that know how to defend themselves and independent sovereign nations are the biggest enemies of this one-world satanic system. And things are moving more quickly because these, these predators, they've triggered something. They, they're going to cause literally global chaos ahead of us. Now, now some articles like this one, and this one, I'm going to disagree slightly. 
In principle, I fully agree that the globalists are pushing all the right buttons to cause extreme chaos and, and I mean, just to cause dissension. They're doing it. But there's something that I'm seeing on the horizon at the same time. That there's going to be, I believe, this time of separating the sheep from the goats. God is going to expose their dark hearts with the light of his word. He's going to pull back the veil for a brief season. Now, now some people in this country, the United States, are thinking that the 2022 congressional and Senate elections are going to fix the world and will be happy again. It will not. At best, it buys a short reprieve. I said that about the election of 2020. I said it at this time of the year in 2020 when we started the program in the summer of 2020. If you think that Trump is going to be reelected and somehow we're going to take back the House and keep the Senate and make America a wonderful place again, you know, make America great again. I said, you're wrong. Even if Trump was had won in spite of the cheating in 2020, the demonic powers of hell were still going to be raising their ugly heads on this globe to make it a, a one-world government. And people like Donald Trump like him or hate him or dislike him or whatever. It doesn't matter. He was just an interrupter to their plans. You know, people trying to say that he's God's man. Well, in a way he is, and God has used those that don't even believe in him to get his work done. I'm not getting into deciding or telling you what I think of Donald Trump in in that regard, but I'm saying I believe he was used by God for four years to expose the swamp. That's why the phony impeachment nonsense, that's why all this January 6th stupidity. Had this been... Let me put it to you this way. Had people thought that Trump had stolen the election and Joe Biden had won, and the left, like they did during the George Floyd riots, had busted into the Capitol, there'd be nobody sitting in a D.C. jail cell today. The left never would have allowed it to happen. The swamp would have cared less. This is what the swamp wants. And the sooner you understand... If you're a citizen of the United States, that most conservatives in Congress are not to be trusted. They're two-faced liars, a good number of them. They know how to play the game. They know exactly what buttons to push, but they love living in D.C. They love the power. They love the restaurants. They love knowing that when they retire from the House of Representatives or the Senate, they, can, they too can become multimillionaires. Many of these politicians have sold this country out. Joe Biden is the greatest example of a traitor. He sold his office as vice president. He sold his office as a senator. And now he, he's got, you know, he's got cognitive issues. And so the power brokers are making money off the office of the presidency of the United States. It's a sad state of affairs, but that's where we are. So the globalists are trying to get all this upheaval going on in the world today. 
we see it in like the Netherlands right now, where many of the farmers are really upset that they're being told, you know, that they really can't fertilize their their soil. They're going to go broke. And not only are the farmers going to go broke, but the people in the Netherlands are going to be doing without a lot of food. There are so many stories that are coming out that NBC, ABC, CBS, all of them don't want to talk much about. And that is food shortages. They're just beginning to catch on. There's a thing called inflation. And this inflation in the United States is 100% by design. This is no accident. This is no fluke. This was not, this was not anything except a design. You can't keep printing money before you have a day of reckoning. And all the United States has been doing for decades is printing funny money, monopoly money, money that's not worth anything, the good faith and credit of the United States, baloney. What good faith? What good credit? We have, what do we really have? If you don't understand what I mean, when I graduated high school 50 years ago, and I was working in, in the month of July, I was probably working eight, nine hours a day, six and seven days a week at a radio station as I was getting ready to head off to school in the fall. So I was using every opportunity that I could to get ready for this big change in my life. And I remember how much I got paid per hour. I can remember what minimum wage was. I made a little bit more than minimum wage. Which is all you could expect back then when you're a high school student, even at a small radio station. Yet that money was sufficient that I saved up to propel me into my first little apartment, my first car, cooking and taking care of myself, paying a school tuition bill, even buying another car because the other one was I had an accident with it in an ice storm, and it was just a cheap car. So I didn't feel so bad that my $75 car fell apart. Bought a better one. And I know how much I made. Money today is worth about 10% of what it was worth 50 years ago, roughly speaking. Depending upon the item. Yeah, of course, television sets and certain technology, because of mass production, is a lot cheaper. But most other things, you know, when you go back and look at the price of something. When I got married in 1975, I can remember going to a chain grocery store. And it was it was very common to find in Georgia ground beef for like between 49 cents and sometimes 59 cents a pound. Now, that same ground beef is like $5 to $6 or more a pound. In other words, a factor of 10. It takes 10 times the money. Prior to Biden coming on board as the president, gasoline prices were actually cheaper in many ways than they were when I started out in 1972 with a car. Oh, yeah, gas was 29 cents a gallon or 30-some-odd cents a gallon. 
And that means it would have to be $3 and something a gallon. But for the longest time, gas was under $3. It was under two forty, and in some cases, occasionally even under a dollar. So even oil was actually better priced. But once Biden got in office and we became dependent again on foreign oil, we jumped into the $3.50 bracket to close to $4 pretty quick. And now because of the situation in Ukraine, and that's another story for another day, now we're seeing 5 6 and $7 a gallon for gas. So it is, it's, it's more like it takes 15 to 16 times the money that it took back in 1972. The price of gold, it's gone up dramatically, which shows how little our, our currency is worth. It's a fiat currency. Globalists are pushing all these buttons of unrest. Globalists, I really believe, had a lot to do with setting things up for the George Floyd riots. They just look for the perfect opportunity and then they swooped in with their millions of dollars and set it up for a you know nationwide distress and riots and burning and looting. And the mainstream media, the NBCs, the MSNBCs, the CNNs, all stood there and saying, in mostly peaceful protest, while you're seeing a police car set on fire, glass being broken out of store windows, Hundreds of people running out of the out of stores like Target or or Walmart or whatever with you know flat screen TV sets. Yeah, that's how you protest somebody dying. You steal a TV. It was all by design to cause unrest. Then the coronavirus. I believe that too was set in motion by these globalist thugs, these globalist tyrants these globalist traitors, these globalist satanic worshipers, these spawns of Satan. They've wanted this. They wanted civil unrest. They want a, an economy in peril. They want food shortages. They want people starving. They want people fighting for food, breaking into other people's homes. And the puppet in the White House is obliging because, see, they will give him food and shelter in a safe place. Then we're told to deal with this climate agenda. We're killing the planet. And then they're they're making all these predictions about how horrible it's going to be in 50 or 60 or 80 or 100 years from now. They got wise about one thing. They stopped making predictions that could come true in a lifetime because they don't come true. Time after time, we were told we'd be in an ice age. We'd be in global warming. We would, you know, have the polar ice caps gone in Florida and the lower part of Manhattan and New York flooded. And it never comes to pass. All their predictions of gloom and doom and rivers that will catch fire and be dead for 10,000 years all become lies. But people believe them, like they believe in wearing face diapers to stop a virus. I got a story on that, too, coming up in just a minute. At some point, at some point, people in this world that might be considered, as this article used the term, have-nots, 
They're going to storm the fortresses of, of the haves and, and they're going to steal their stuff. And blood will get spilled. And that's why I mentioned what Justin Trudeau said. You know, if you're a Canadian and you're being attacked, you can't use a gun to defend yourself. That's illegal. You can go out there and hunt. You can go out there and shoot at the range. But don't listen to some right-wing radio program out of the States giving you some foolhardy idea that you can use that gun to defend yourself, your children, or your wife. That's where we are right now. This Build Back Better, which is a slogan that really came out, it's funny, Joe Biden in the United States, his whole campaign was Build Back Better. If you go to the World Economic Forum website and other places, that term Build Back Better has been around for a a while, even before Biden ran for office. But you can't build back better, according to Klaus Schwab, until you burn everything down and destroy it. And that's where we are right now. They want to burn things down. They want to destroy the economy. They want to destroy our, our, our food system. They want to destroy the currency. The forces of good and the forces of evil are on a course of absolute collision. And all the spiritual legions of hell are lining up behind those that they are backing, like the World Economic Forum, like the Joe Biden administration. Yeah, I'm saying it. You will know them by their fruits, according to the Bible, and the fruits that I'm seeing coming out of this White House are tainted in poison. These demons, these demons have been able to work undercover, but now they don't care. They can take their mask off because they know They have their followers and their damnation and their followers' damnation is sealed. Read 2 Thessalonians. You'll you'll see that there. But there's a great pushback that's also going to be happening. And I believe that we're going to have this time. We're going to have this time coming. It's going to be a very angry world. It's going to be, the battle lines are going to be drawn. But somehow, for this brief period of time, we're going to have we're going to have an opportunity, an opportunity like we've never seen it before in recent years in particular, where the truth of God can be revealed. The goats will be separated from the sheep. They'll be taken out. The church may be smaller and leaner, but it'll be a church of power. All the bogus and phony denominations that are worshiping, you know, satanic ideals, promoting gay marriage, promoting the fact that Jesus may not have died on the cross or all this other stuff, and they wear their fancy vestments with their stained glass windows, and they're preaching heresy and satanic doctrine. They'll be exposed for what they are, evil. And those that are evil will flock to the one world church. Because all of these woke churches all are on that same pathway of a one world religion, which is a satanic religion. 
Remember, abortion is an extension of Moloch worship that demanded infant sacrifice. Other ancient pagan religions had you worship the earth. And the Bible teaches clearly against it. I've got more to share. But I wanted to get I want you to understand. Look for these signs that listen carefully to what God is telling you. We're going to have a limited opportunity of doing something with the church, so to speak, and I'm going to talk about that on the other side, plus a couple of other stories that you're not going to believe. Do you believe in the mission and ministry of Truth to Ponder? If you do, I need your help. By the way, this is going to be one of the most difficult weeks, I think, for me personally. I'm trusting God. We have our home for sale in Georgia, and I don't know if the sale will go through. Will there be any hiccups or problems? And I'm just praying. And I know so many of you have been praying as well. We believe we have found a place, and we have to let them know mm, Wednesday or Thursday if we can actually follow through. And it's not very big, but it more than meets our need. And we're thankful. It'll be very close to family in the same neighborhood. This house just came on the market. Slightly more than I wanted to pay, that I was hoping to, but I, I just feel it'll it'll take care of that part over time and provide a stable place for ministry. This Thursday, I have to meet with some people about a church building only about, you know, 10 minutes from here that's currently vacant. The house that was across the street that I was hoping to get, mm, I think that deal has kind of fallen apart. You know, they, someone else has, you know, beat us to it. So unless something, if God changes things, I'll follow wherever God leads. That's not the problem. I want to be able to serve my Lord. And by the way, we are now, what, day number four, day number five, that this health issue that I've been fighting is literally by the hand of God has disappeared entirely. I'll still see tomorrow on Wednesday, still have that appointment left to to see uh, to see uh, my urologist. We finally found one that we can get into up here, and that's Wednesday. And then I find out about the church building on Thursday. So it's going to be a very busy week. Keep us in prayer. If you can support us financially, make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. The mailing address is Truth to Ponder. And you can mail it to 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North. Number 3248. The city is Crestview, Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. That is 32536. Also, we have Give, Send, Go available, a Christian, uh, what they call crowdsource funding organization. If you go to the website, truth2ponder.com, and go to the support page, you will find how to support us there. PayPal is still available, too, for those that use it. And also, I'm going to encourage you, and others have used it, we pray with we pray about these prayer requests we get, and I'm going to have a little talk with somebody. Maybe we'll start sharing some of these requests on the air, because I've never asked you if it's okay. That's why I've never shared them. But I and my wife, we pray for your needs, 
and other friends that I know that I can just mention that somebody wrote and asked. So there we are. Right now, we need to take a break. I'm running over, but we have more to share on the other side. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The more of the Trinity. Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah's name. This is Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out. You're receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. No matter how hard you try, you cannot rationally understand the Trinity. God is singular. God is plural. God is one. God is more than one. God is more. That's the point. That's the point. God is always more. No matter what you're trying to figure out in your head, he's always more. Whatever you think he is, he's more. Whatever you know of him, he's more. However good you think he is, he's more good. He cannot be contained by a word, by your thought, by our figuring out, by anything, nothing, not even a number. You can't. God is one. God is three. God, God is more. He's more than you can contain. He's more than you can comprehend. So the only way to contain him is to overflow with moreness, overflowing abundance. There's only one way to hold him. That's to keep your heart open because there's always more of him. There's no end. There's more to God. So Paul could write after years of knowing, he could say that I might know him. After years of knowing him, I still might know him. There's more. There's always more. When you think you know all of them, that's when you stop knowing him. You see, when you realize how awesome he is, there's so much more. That's when you start knowing him. He's more awesome. He's more incredible. He's more forgiving. He's more patient. He's more awesome than you can dream of. He's more glorious. He's more awesome. So seek more of him. Don't ever give up. Seek more. There's more joy. There's more power. There's You can be more than a conqueror, more than enough. He's always more than you think he is, and that's more than wonderful. Amen. You want more? <laughs> Ask for shalosh. That's the Hebrew word for three, shalosh. How'd you like to receive special daily meditations and teachings of the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus, give you victory for every day of your week, updates on Israel, prophecy, and free subscription to Sapphires, and the incredible Mystery of the Temple doors on CD, all free. You'll love it. How do you get all this? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua. You dial it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. But call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in the Great Commission to bring salvation back to the Jewish people and reach millions of unreached peoples around the world on five continents. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be blessed. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, there is more, my friend. Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah. Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace, and even more. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. Today is July the 12th, the year of our Lord, 20 and 21. Where has this year gone? It has been been flying by so rapidly. And I want to thank all of you that listen and support the program that have stuck with me all of this time from the very beginning. Now, doing this radio program and preparing each and every day, as I have to, I've learned a lot about the world in which we live. 
And this idea that I mentioned in the beginning of the program that you see developing in many countries like Canada and around the world, the idea that you cannot defend yourself against evil, it shows itself over and over. In Canada, you can somebody be coming with a, a, a machete to try to kill you and your, your family, and if you happen to own a rifle, you're not allowed to use it to defend yourself. It's illegal in Canada to defend yourself. How about New York City? We saw it just the other day. 61-year-old man, a deli clerk, used a knife to defend himself from a vicious attacker. Now, I've seen the video. This attacker threw the guy down. He was hurting him. This young woman who was trying to steal from him that started this whole thing to begin with. Oh, there's no charges against her. The guy that's attacking the poor guy at the deli, the 61-year-old, this young guy, he's just beating him up. And the and he's a lot stronger than this older guy. It's a vicious attack when you look at the video. And the guy that runs the delicatessen, that guy there, he defended himself with a knife. He is the one they arrested. For shame, New York. What is going the city, the city that was once considered, you know, one of the finest cities in the world is now one of the worst cities and one of the worst sewers of Satan you can possibly have. Look at the it, there's it can't be normal. Look at the people they, they elect to lead it. The current mayor, Mayor de Blasio, it's just one sickly individual after the other. They're getting the government they deserve. And so the globalists now, they want to disarm you and I. New York State, I mean, Kathy Hochul, governor, unelected governor of New York. She's lieutenant governor that had to step in when uh, the LoveGov had to, you know, step aside. And she's the one that wants everybody to take the vaccine and be her disciples. Make everybody get vaccinated. And the Supreme Court has ruled what the Second Amendment really means. And people like Kathy Hochul and the New York State Assembly, they they keep trying to get rid of guns. They try to make it difficult to get a concealed weapons permit. You had to prove a particular need. And the, the Constitution never said you had to prove your need. And now their newest attempt to restrict gun ownership in New York is to say, well, if you want to get a permit to exercise your right, your constitutional right, then we need to have you submit to us all of your social media accounts so we can see if you're worthy and you think correctly about having a gun in New York State. Funny, 50 years ago, Now, I was born in Brooklyn, New York, raised in Long Island. I was put up for adoption, by the way. And and I was raised in Long Island, but my dad decided to move to a small town in the Finger Lakes, north of the Finger Lakes, not far from Lake Ontario, in upstate New York. And most everybody that I knew in high school, especially the ones that lived out in the country, they all had guns. They all had sharp Bowie knives. Sometimes they strapped it to the, the, those knives to their legs and went to school, and nobody cared. Nobody was going to use that knife. 
Nobody was going to use that gun. But I guarantee you, in the parking lot of that school, there were many a rifle in many of a car or pickup truck in a rural area. See, the guns don't kill. It's the people that use them. It's a tool. I can take a hammer or a shovel, and I can kill somebody with that, too. We're going to ban hammers and, and, and shovels because somebody has used it in the past to kill. You know, Klaus Schwab, I mentioned him in the first segment of the program. He brags about all of those that have gone through his globalist leader training program. And he makes a lot of boast about that. What really concerns me, why is the United States government buying rounds of ammunition by the millions for the IRS? the Department of Energy, and, and the Department of Agriculture. I didn't, I didn't know they were a branch of the military. I mean, you have states like New York, and you have other states that are going to make it where you can't use a gun to defend yourself. Why? Because the government does not want you to defend yourself, especially when it's the government that's going to be coming after you. We're on the verge of being in the fight of our life here in this country yet before that fight comes to be there's going to be an exposure of what evil really is there's there's a hymn and all of a sudden these words just come to my mind once to every man and nation comes the moment to decide and i believe Once again, in this nation's history, in this world's history, the light of God's truth is going to show there's going to be a brief time to add to the kingdom. And then the battle's going to begin. Now, I know a lot of you listen to this program. I love you all to death. We may disagree on this, and we're going to have to at times. I am not a believer in a pre-tribulation rapture. I am not. Let me quickly share something that Jesus said to his disciples. And here's a parable. He said, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. And while he slept, the enemy came and sowed tares or weeds among the wheat and went his way. And when the blade was sprung up and bought forward fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said to him, Sir, didst thou sow good seed in thy field from whence it has tares? And he said to them, An enemy has done this. The servants said, Will you have us go and gather them up? He said, No. Nay, lest while ye gather up the tares, ye root out the wheat also. Let them both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather together first the tares and bind them into bundles and burn them and gather the wheat into my barn. Now, what did Jesus mean by that? He explains it a little bit later on. And I want you to listen carefully. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom. 
but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil, and the harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels and gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and them that do iniquity and shall cast them into the furnace of fire and there'll be wailing and gnashing of teeth. I read that and I realize we're going to be going through this all the way to the end and at the very end those that are taken out are the sons and daughters of evil. And so understand that. This is what I look at. We're coming into a time where it's going to be revealed. We're going to see what's happening. We're going to know, and I think many people will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ to get us through these times. And at the very end, those that have been causing the famine, those that have been causing dissension, those that are evil in their heart. Those are the ones that God is going to take out. Very quickly in Mark chapter 13, beginning at verse 24. But in those days after that tribulation, the sun shall be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars of heaven shall fall and the powers that are in heaven shall be shaken. And then they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then he shall send his angels to gather his elect from the four winds, from the uttermost part of the earth to the uttermost part of heaven. Take all that together. I don't see a pre-tribulation rapture in any of that. But I do see God taking his people through time of intense tribulation. Look, this world has seen tribulation before. It will continue to see it. If this is not the great tribulation, it could be another intense tribulation and trying times. I think that is the precipice which we stand upon at this exact moment in time. Look, look for the signs. I see, I see government intentional famine. I'm looking at stories about how certain railroad lines are not delivering fertilizer. Inevitably, farmers are not going to plant. They can't afford with diesel to harvest. What food comes out is going to be more expensive. It keeps getting more expensive. We're going to be coming into a time of, I think, global starvation, global shortages. We've created an energy crisis I mean, we created it. It's not that we don't have the energy. Somebody pointed out, by the way, this, this is very true, and I really believe it. The second most abundant liquid on the face of the earth is oil, and it replenishes itself. I can remember reading some stories you don't hear much about. It, it kind of destroys the global, you know, Green New Deal climate change hoax. There were many oil wells in Pennsylvania that went dry decades ago and so they capped them off they're done there's no more oil left now they're finding out they're full again it's replenished 
it is this term fossil fuel goes back to the 1700s when Russian scientists theorized that this oil in the ground that was near the surface was really from decaying dinosaurs and what have you from a prehistoric age. Thus, the idea of a fossil fuel or the Rockefellers in the 1800s kept pushing that idea as well. I can remember Sinclair Gas. They had their their dino, the dino was their emblem, a little green dinosaur to make you think that it's a fossil fuel. But it isn't. It's not truly a fossil fuel at all. It is a liquid the earth keeps pushing toward the surface. We can be energy independent here in the United States if we truly want it to be. It's been said there's a part of Texas in the western part of the state that has enough enough reserves in it to power the United States for over 200 years. Now, one quick news story I want to share with you, and it vindicates so much of what we've said on this program since it started. The masking mandate for COVID-19 never had any real scientific basis. Never did. Early on, even Dr. Fauci made the claim, you don't, a mask doesn't work in a virus, and wearing one may make you feel better, but it doesn't work. Well, they've been doing more studies. And there's a professor by the name of uh, Francosis Ballou, a self-described COVID centrist who's rarely prone to any kind of extreme declarations or hyperbole or anything, and recently just talked about masking young children as one of the most bizarre health policies that ever existed. The idea of a mask doesn't work and, and masking a child was even more ridiculous. It causes psychological damages. And so now these new studies are proving what many had already said to begin with. It is statistically irrelevant whether you wear a mask or not. It doesn't stop you from getting or spreading COVID. Just like it's a delusion. And so all these children being forced to wear a mask all day in school was for naught. It was for nothing except getting your child into a saddened state of mind and obedience. It's a shaming device. It was not a safety device. It was a compliance or mandated thing to make sure that you would obey your leaders and rulers. And it never did anything except cause fear. There's still a handful of people out there that just feel they have to wear them. I, I said, like I said yesterday, saw some college students getting gas, and the guy gets out of his car, puts on a face diaper to fill his car up with gas, and then gets in his car and drives away with the mask still on. We have put this fear unnecessarily into people, and it's a sad state of affairs. The best advice that I can give to you is to understand that we're in a phase now where global systems of food and energy production are being intentionally dismantled in an effort to force the world into the Great Reset that the World Economic Forum has been promoting for decades. Controlling food and shifting us away from a natural diet 
is an important part of that great reset. And while the destruction of food production is being justified by the green agenda, the real agenda is to eventually eliminate naturally grown foods and replace them with patented foodstuffs that are synthetic. You know, fake meat. You can buy it now. Some are plant-based, but you you watch. It's being moved to this, you know, for the peons of this earth, we're going to get to eat bugs. The United Kingdom has made it clear that gardening can cause heart disease by... (laughs) Did you hear this? I mean, look, the United Kingdom has issued an urgent warning saying that gardening can cause disease by exposing you to harmful soil pollutants. And they're trying to convince the public that growing your own food is harmful and dangerous. So be prepared to have the sanitarily prepared foods to sustain you that your government will feed you. Just just trust us on all this. We're in that phase. We're coming toward a time. And the energy shortages... Yeah, they talk about the Green New Deal and electric cars, and I've said it before. How are you going to charge these things? You're going to have a $55,000 car in your driveway that you can't charge and go anywhere. They don't want you going anywhere. The Green New Deal attempts to replace things like gas, coal, and nuclear energy and oil. We're in that transition, but I think the truth is going to be known. Now, pray for me tomorrow. I've got, I've got a an appointment with a urologist. This health issue that I, I think that God has just touched my body, and I'm doing so much better. But I do want to get the answer. What it, what had been going on? It was very frightening. I may talk about that a little bit later this week. Thursday, then I find out about a church building, and also by, you know, maybe by Wednesday night, Thursday morning, I should know. It may be as late as Friday to find out if everything on our home sale in in Georgia is going okay. Would you keep it all in prayer? So much, there's so much opportunity in ministry. If you believe in what we're doing, would you consider supporting us financially to pay for the shortwave airtime bill? Our mailing address, by the way, make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio. The mailing address is 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. The city is Crestview, Crestview, Florida, and the zip code is 32536. That zip code again in Crestview, Florida. 32536. Also, you can find that address at the website, truth2ponder.com, and at the support tab, you can even see how to support us with Give, Send, Go, a Christian uh, crowdsource funding organization. Till tomorrow, may God bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.